Hey, Digital World, remember a couple of days ago when I did my episode on the Academy Awards and I said I hadn't seen nearly any of the films that were up for the awards, but that's okay because we've got a couple of weeks to the Academy Awards come out and Spliced In Later has time to go out and see all those movings. Having said that, let's review Bad Boys for Life. Yes, I know, a bit unexpected. Some may go, why bother? Some may go, what? Some might go, ooh. I've been waiting for this one for a while. You'll find a lot of reviews on this channel, podcast, what have you. Will be to do with sequels and reboots and remakes. Because I'm always interested to see where stories go. I'm always invested in characters, so I like to see how they're progressing in sequels. How they're remade. How they're rethought of with new ideas and reboots and remakes and all those things. So as much as I'll try and get out and see those original good stuff, as we've had a run of good luck recently with The Gentleman and 1917, both reviews are also available. If you have not listened to them, I would highly recommend them because they're glowing reviews. But it was on my list. I've been excited to see it one way or another. So settle in for a review for Bad Boys for Life. Now, only a couple of days ago, I had to go back and rewatch the first couple Bad Boys. Because as we all know, this third film in the Bad Boys franchise has been coming for quite some time. We're going on 18 years since the last installment. There's been a lot of starts and stops. Will Smith was available, then he wasn't. Martin Lawrence was available, then he wasn't. Michael Bay was on board, then he wasn't. A whole bunch of stuff. So we're finally here. But because of that, I did have to go and remind myself if I liked the Bad Boys movies originally. So I rewatched number one. And number two, do they hold up? Yes and no. Mainly no, but that's more to do with number two. Number one was genuinely a solid movie based on the star power of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. This was made back in 1995 during their high points in their careers. Will Smith was obviously exploding thanks to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Men in Black, all of that stuff. Martin Lawrence was also up there as well with his comedy great stuff so the two of them together in a buddy cop film was guaranteed to be entertaining it always confuses me why these movies are called bad boys these boys generally aren't that bad i mean i know you might call the police bad boys but if you are unfamiliar with this movie and you look at the advertising more bad boys is supposedly like these crazy cops that go off the rails and break all the rules to get the job done Rewatching Bad Boys, that doesn't happen at all. The movie is essentially a, a character swap. There's a witness who thinks Martin Lawrence is Will Smith. And the hilarity that follows is because Martin Lawrence is a family man and Will Smith is the player and he has to pretend to be that person all while trying to keep this witness in the dark and solve some crimes. Now, obviously, it was directed by Michael Bay. Michael Bay is hit and miss depending on his films. He is a crazy man. If he's given leeway to do whatever he wants in a movie, that can either once in a million chance work out okay, or more often than not, be a complete, what the hell is going on? If you want a pure example of Michael Bay completely off the rails, watch Transformers The Last Night. You don't have to, don't blame me for it when you do, but your eyes will hurt, your brain will explode, and you'll understand why Michael Bay is so perplexing to a lot of people that go to the movies. With the first Bad Boys, he generally kept his cool, though. It was a simple cop story. 
Didn't require too much thought. Very good action. Very good for a 90s film. Joe Pantoliano was also fantastic as their captain because he was just dropping F-bombs and it's always fun to watch that guy break out. So I enjoyed Bad Boys 1. I had fun with it. I enjoyed seeing young Will Smith and young Martin Lawrence and I moseyed on to Bad Boys 2. And I say often on this show, I don't hate movies. Bad Boys 2 comes close to hate. More sadness and annoyance because it is not a good movie, unfortunately. This came out in 2003. It is a very, very long movie. I believe this is where Michael Bay's sort of falling into his trap of trying to do whatever he wants, filled with odd, sometimes insulting humor and strange character relationships. I find Bad Boys 2 disappointing because of the relationship between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's characters, Mike and Marcus. Whereas in the first one, while they bickered, you establish that they had a genuine love for each other. In Bad Boys 2, Martin Lawrence just dumps shit on Will Smith constantly. He's yelling at him. He's nasty. He thinks very little of him. He's very mean. And as I said, they're not very bad boys. Will Smith doesn't do anything really to warrant this kind of resentment and hatred, really. And he, in return, genuinely shows care and love for Martin Lawrence. So it makes you hate Martin Lawrence's character, and it makes you hate that he's weighing Will Smith down with his relationship and their partnership. Add to that a nearly two and a half hour running time, where we get into another issue Michael Bay has with movies, where he deviates into scenes which have absolutely no point or relevance to the overall plot. For another example of that, the perfect example, again, go check out a Transformers movie, this time Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, for the infamous Sam Witwicky's mother gets high at a university campus. College campus. I don't know what country I'm in. Overall, we watching Bad Boys 2. I didn't remember going in what the main point of the movie was or who the villain was and coming out of it. I didn't really understand at all. That said, Will Smith is a very likable likable, charismatic actor and person in real life, so I always enjoy watching a movie with him. Joe Pantoliano again, hilarious with his freakouts, but overall Bad Boys 2 is a disappointing waste of time. So, having rewatched Bad Boys 2, I then realized in a couple days I was supposed to go and see Bad Boys for Life, and I was in a bit of a pickle because I still didn't really know if I liked the franchise or if I found it annoying. It was strange. But as I said, 18 years since the last film, so you got to go see what they eventually came up with. So, overall thoughts of Bad Boys for Life. I'm genuinely satisfied with the last two-thirds of the movie. Now, this movie isn't directed by Michael Bay this time around, and it absolutely shows, because for the movie's credit, I absolutely know exactly what's going on. There is a clear, concisive plot, and each scene with these characters is relevant to the ongoing story. So that's fantastic. Hats off to the actual director. I apologize, I couldn't be bothered looking it up, but I'm sure they are nice people. And if they ever listen to this podcast, ha 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 ha, I want you to know I am impressed. What's really good about Bad Boys for Life is that chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence has been restored to what it originally was in the Bad Boys 1 film. They love each other. They bicker and they argue but there's genuine care and affection for each other and they go out of their way to help each other when they need it the most. Obviously the big hook of Bad Boys for Life is because it's been 20 odd years since the last film. These two guys are getting old. Will Smith is still in his prime-ish. I mean he looks good but he is getting up there. He's still trying to live the dream of 
cops on the run, explosions, gunfights. Martin Lawrence is getting old. He's really getting up there. He just wants to settle down and not die. For a series of events, they come across some criminals from Will Smith's past who are out for blood. They get caught up in each other's escapades. There's a lot of fighting, a lot of falling out. But overall, they have to come together to save the day. That's essentially it. They also, in a fun twist for the film, have to work with younger cops. I honestly thought I was going to not like them when I first met them. I thought it was going to be the usual, ah, the young guys are so much smarter than the old ones, but the old ones are going to show them a thing or two about police smarts of the old days or whatever. No, any, everyone genuinely got on really well, and there was none of that forced conflict, which always drags this sort of movie down. The one man that does stand out is the tech guy, who's also a really buff individual. I believe he's played by Alexander Ludwig, who you may recall if you ever saw the Seeker movie, or he was the main bad tribute in The Hunger Games. Very obscure examples, but he's not up there in the big stuff. But if you have seen those things, and you've gone, oh, cool. Well, I guess I've accomplished my job. He was very nice. He was very pleasant and sweet and kind. And I was really happy whenever he was on screen, as was his two colleague teammates. One's the snarky cool dude, and the other is the badass young lady. All good stuff. The action's pretty good too. It's strange. It's kind of trying to live up to the mature audience rating that it's got. So there is some over-the-top violence and swearing. The blood splatter is strange. It's kind of hidden. And then all of a sudden, it's directly in your face in a sudden shocking look. There's glass in that man's face. So it's 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 an odd feeling, but you tend to roll with it. I think instead of shocking you like it's supposed to do, it did make me laugh a bit. And I know I wasn't the only one in the cinema feeling like that. But hey, if you're having a good time in the movies, whether you're laughing, whether you're supposed to or not, as long as you're having a good time, whatever. What's the problem? My main gripe for Bad Boys for Life, and this is a bit hard when it comes to the selling point for everybody, it is a slog in the beginning. It is a very hard start. It takes a long time for especially Will Smith and Martin Lawrence to really fall back into that groove as their characters. really takes a long time to set all the pieces in play for the eventual story that comes later on. There was a point where I was sitting there going, I know this is over a two-hour movie, and I think it's only been ten minutes. I'm not sure I can make it. I always do, but I was a bit worried. I was enjoying seeing the villains and their sort of scenario. They have a lot of mystery around what their drives and motivations are. Not much character development. Don't expect too much information about why these people are doing what they're doing or real motivation. There is some explanation, obviously, but it's more told to you rather than allowing you to experience it for yourself. But it's nice to have a intricate plot with villains that requires you to think rather than just bad guy wants to blow something up because. So yes, that's the only real gripe I have with the film. It is a very hard start, but that's kind of a problem if anyone in the future is popping this movie on on Netflix, say, and watches the first couple of minutes and goes, nah, not for me. Because you do have to stick it out, and once all the pieces come into play, and the action heaps up, and the emotional stakes are at play, it is genuinely a good experience, and you really root for Will Smith and Martin Lawrence to be the bad boys <laughs> that they are and save the day. But I wish that it really kicked into gear a lot sooner than it actually did, just to give me a higher overall feeling of overall enjoyment for the film, rather than this chunk is good, this chunk is great, this chunk not so much. Overall, I give Bad Boys for Life a 
6 out of 10. It would be a 7, but except for that slow start. I had a good time with it. I will most likely watch it again when it comes out on DVD, add it to the Bad Boys collection. I certainly won't be counting the days for its release though. However, if you really enjoyed the first Bad Boys movie, you will like this film. If you somehow enjoyed the second Bad Boys movie, you will like this film. If you enjoy Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and their relationship together, if you like cop action movies, if you like big explosions, guns shooting, big set pieces, you'll like this movie. And hey, if you're after a little bit of heart and emotion, it's in here too in certain points. So yes, I recommend for people who are ready to scratch that bad boy's itch. If you're curious, go see it. Why not? I believe the only thing that's out this week is Doolittle. And from what I can see from the ratings, probably go see Bad Boys for Life. That being said, I'm probably going to go and see Doolittle. That will be my next review. I'll probably bring that to you early Tuesday. It's being slammed, but who knows? I like to make up these opinions for myself. I skipped Cats because I also like to save my sanity, but I feel like the universe is adjusting enough that I have to fall on my sword and see what Doolittle's all about. So if you're interested to see if I survive that viewing, please tune in for my next episode. So there, very simple review for Bad Boys for Life. Not too much to talk about there. Overall, a good time at the movies. Could have been better, but could have been worse. Thanks very much, everybody. I love and appreciate it as always. Thank you for listening to me. As often as you do, I'm noticing the views are getting a little bit higher every time. I notice a new subscriber every month or so. Welcome. Always glad to have you. I'm having a lot of fun doing this, and I really appreciate that there are people out there that are taking the time to listen to my thoughts, however vague and all over the place they are. You've been spliced in later. Adios, muchachos. I'll catch you next time.